If you are hearing this right now, it means we're covering some graphic topics in today's episode. This is a true crime and paranormal podcast. There's going to be some murder. What did you get? Annihilation. I got a annihilation. Yeah. Anyways, that leads me into my case this week. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <sighs> no, I got the annihilator. It's like macadamia nut or something like that. I don't know. Mm. It's good, though. That sounds good. So you're telling me you wouldn't sleep with George Clooney if you got the chance? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has. What's your weird celebrity uh, crush? That's so funny. Everybody has one. Everybody has one. I don't know. What's your weird celebrity crush? I'm. This isn't a weird celebrity crush. I'm sure it's pretty. Like a lot of people have this, but like Michael Sarah. I don't know mm. what it is. Mm. He just looks so adorable. <laughs> I can't think of a celebrity crush. I can't think of anything. <laughs> Brain empty. No thoughts. I don't know. You can't think of a celebrity crush. What's something you've watched recently and you're like. Mm, they're mm. hot what have i even watched recently <laughs> and it can't be from oh. an anime oh you got me there that's funny the guy who plays dexter is pretty hot that's true that's true Ooh, all of the characters in glow i would say oh my god don't even get me started <laughs> i'm on the episode right now i had to stop an episode halfway through because because i was so pissed off because finally they kiss in the bar and then uh -huh. they're like about to go like do it or whatever like congrats to them but then all of a sudden he has to be like i had to stop the episode i couldn't watch any further i wish that i i wish that i hadn't so seen funny. the part where they because i could have just ended happy i could have just stopped it after they kissed and be like yeah that was it they lived together happily ever after <laughs> for the great. rest of their lives <sighs> i love glow no spoilers Go in peace to Netflix. Zoya the Destroyer. <laughs> That's so funny. I feel like if I were in wrestling like that, I would have, I would, I would definitely have an accent. Mm. Probably I would mm. just be mm. some version of Zoya. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have a pretty good Russian accent. You'd be all, uh, all my friends growing up are Russian, so. <laughs> overbearing Minnesota mom. You'll take these orange slices and you'll like it. <laughs> you would fit right <laughs> in with that show. Oh my God. You know how I asked you last week if you what? thought that I asked you last week. I was like, do you think if Chester Cheetah could talk, he oh, yeah. would sound like a wise, soulful black man? And you never answered me because he gives me uh, those vibes. I said he would sound like Tony the Tiger. Oh, and then you thought Tony the we Tiger was yeah. from Special K. Yeah, I, st I still don't know how you confuse the two. What's the mascot? Special K, I guess, is Frosted Isn't Flakes it, uh, for adults. It's a rooster, right? Or just boring people. Wait, what did you just say? Fro uh, Special K is just Frosted Flakes for that is adults so not and or boring people. Okay, it's got strawberries. <laughs> you cannot. Mmm, strawberries. Hey, hey, they got Frosted Special K with strawberries. Okay, then. Let's introduce ourselves. Good. Oh, <laughs> we do this every week. Right. Hello, hello. Welcome to Archive. Archive. That's Ben. Murder mystery. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, murder mystery and all around mayhem that's bailey over there my co-host <laughs> that's that's ben that's me good old ben <laughs> okay <laughs> hold on she needs a drink of her annihilation <laughs> gross oh my god did i tell you i i knew that my mom found the podcast instagram and that she knew we had a podcast mm -hmm. but i didn't think she knew how to work spotify <laughs> and you i was not wrong. have a lot of faith she literally mom. she was <laughs> She literally told my brother, she's like, oh, yeah, you listened to the first one or two episodes. I don't know why I, I 
turned her Minnesotan there. She's <laughs> definitely from Oregon. Uh, but <laughs> she's like, I listened to the first two episodes. I just don't like how your sister swears. <laughs> she's like, I, I get we, it. Uh, she's talking about some heavy topics, but I just hope she doesn't do that around me. And I'm like, when have I ever sworn? And she had to tell that to my brother. She couldn't uh, even tell me. <laughs> I thought we believed them all. No, there, we missed a few, especially in like the first few episodes. Uh, okay. We tried, though. See, Mom, if you would have just kept listening past the second episode, you would have known. <laughs> we tried to believe him. Uh, did like, it for oh. you. <laughs> At least now I know she knows how to work Spotify. But she definitely stopped listening after like two episodes because she thinks my obsession with true crime is really weird. <laughs> She's like, this stuff is so graphic. I don't know why you like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, speaking of family, this week I'm covering... <laughs> All right, keep well, it going, keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> this is about to be a fire leader. <laughs> this week, I'm covering the Cowden family murderers. Um, a lot of times, this case is actually referred to as the Cowden family massacre, but I covered a massacre last week, the St. Valentine's Day massacre, and um, two, massacre, two massacres in a row just, just sounded a little not bit. great for episode titles, you know, like archive murder mystery and massacre. Oh, murder mystery, mostly <laughs> massacre. Yeah. <laughs> That's some good alliteration, though. But I'm calling it the Cowden Family Murders for episode titling purposes. Murder Mystery Massacre Mayhem. Murder Mystery Mouseketeers. That would be a gnarly <laughs> That's too many M's. Yeah, it is. <laughs> God. But, okay, I actually found out about this case from TikTok. Oh. Well, well that's where I get most of my cases, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I'm on there like six hours a day. It's not, okay, it's not from TikTok exactly, but I saw a TikTok that was talking about feral people living in the smoky mountains and how they possibly like kidnapped and murdered a little boy in the 1970s Mm. but then after googling that case i came across this one but i chose this one because it happened here in oregon and as interesting as feral people are to cover i I think that would be really cool to cover except for the abducting of that that kid i just well yeah (laughs) r.i.p um davy uh i all right (laughs) why why did i say that okay um i just felt weird going into my next sentence without acknowledging that Um, (laughs) r.i.p davy um (laughs) that's really sad it's so sad okay so i was gonna say as interesting as feral people like feral people living in national parks is uh, I wanted to go with this one because as I was reading about this case, I literally got goosebumps. Mm. So I'm going with this one. Um, just a side note, uh, my case today will involve violence towards children. So I just wanted to give that warning because I know that topic can be really triggering or upsetting for a lot of people. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. From August 30th to September 1st, 1974, which would have been Labor Day weekend, the Cowden family went camping in Copper, Oregon, which is actually... Mm just like a few miles north of the California-Oregon border. So technically still Oregon, but really like almost California. And the Cowden family consisted of the father, Richard Cowden, uh, the mother, Belinda Cowden, and the two children, David, who was five, and Melissa, who was five months. So still an Hmm. infant. Oh, (laughs) and my favorite favorite family member was their dog. He was this little like (laughs) beagle basset hound named Droopy. (laughs) droopy that's a good that's name such a cute name for like a basset hound with the floppy lips yeah we're at 14 right. minutes <laughs> oh god 
my case is five pages long and it's good 11 point and single spaced nice good info <laughs> you got some good info yeah so i almost said so Originally, the family didn't even plan on going camping that weekend. Originally, Richard was planning on hauling a load of gravel, redoing the driveway, but the tr- so fun. <laughs> I know on Labor Day weekend. Yeah, <laughs> but the truck broke down. So instead of, you know, doing all that fun stuff, the family <laughs> decided to go camping in the Siskiyou Mountains, which is the mountain range that goes through Copper, Oregon. Uh, and the mountain range actually spans like. 100 miles through the like northwestern california and southwestern oregon uh it's not by any means like a low trafficked area i mean a portion of it is the pacific crest trail which is really popular Mm -hmm. with like through hikers so there's always people coming and going and the family was camping on an actual camping ground in copper so they weren't just out in the wilderness or Mm -hmm. something and the town of copper actually doesn't even exist anymore so it was flooded over in 1980 to make a man-made lake which like damn side note i think it'd what? be really cool to cover like man-made lakes like that uh, there's Freaking just a whole Atlantis. like cities underwater now because back in like the olden days when they wanted to like make places reservoirs and stuff they would just flood buildings like and why is a city a good place for that well it'd be like down in like a valley and they needed a oh. place for a reservoir and so they would just like flood the valley and they're like hey you, you gotta get out damn <laughs> Yeah, there's a bunch of cases of that. That's I think crazy. it'd be really cool because you can you can like scuba dive in some of those reservoirs and it's just like a whole city underwater. Mm, that's super cool. I didn't know about that. Yeah, so wow. the town of Copper doesn't even exist anymore. So the family went camping for Labor Day and what they thought would be a relaxing family vacation, sadly, was not the case. On the morning of Sunday, September 1st, Richard and their son David went to the Copper General Store at about 9 a.m. to buy some, some milk everything seemed normal no one at the store noticed anything different oh he needs some milk why are you laughing i can't say milk My i just don't is- like where this is going like <laughs> i know some something bad's about to happen my watch is telling me you can still do it shut up monkey. do what <laughs> get off my fat ass <laughs> <laughs> you haven't burned enough calories today <laughs> my watch is calling me fat oh, shit <laughs> thanks apple <laughs> And you know what? I'm still going to buy the next watch when it comes out. Ah, what was I talking about? What a flex. They just went to the general store and then oh, bought yeah. some milk. Yeah, they get milk. <laughs> what else are you going to drink camping? Water? <laughs> Disgusting. But no one noticed anything different or off. Uh, and Richard and David returned to the campsite. But this would be the last sighting of anyone in the family. So, oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what? At the store? Yeah, getting the milk. God. Last sighted in the milk aisle. That took a turn. Well, it's about to take another one. Oh, no. So on the night of September 1st, the family was expected at Belinda's mother's house for dinner. Her mother lived about a mile away from the campground. And when the family failed to show up for dinner that night, she went to the campground looking for them. But they were nowhere to be seen. Their campsite. This Okay, this was the creepiest part of the whole case. This is what gave me goosebumps and like made me choose this case. The milk was unopened. Well... Their campsite had been undisturbed. It looked, it didn't look like they were robbed or anything. It just kind of looks like maybe they went on a hike and didn't remember that they were going to have dinner with Belinda's mom. So it was so incredibly weird. Like the truck was even still parked at the campground and the keys were sitting on the picnic table. That's weird, man. 
Mm-hmm. And Belinda's mother said that when she got there, the she family. saw Belinda's purse in plain sight sitting on the table. There was a diaper bag open with everything in it. The camp stove was set up. There was a half finished. There was half finished food out. The carton of milk was sitting out open on the picnic table. The How do you abduct bought, the whole family? Well, I'm not done oh yet. My God, it's yeah. Like Richard's wallet and his watch were just sitting on the ground along with like a pack of cigarettes that they were the brand that Belinda liked to smoke. Holy and there's crap. just cigarettes sitting out. It's like so they like, just stopped existing. Yeah. Yeah. And when she went to go check the truck, she found all of their bags in there with their clothes and nothing was missing besides the yeah. family's swimsuits. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. So at this point, she's she's probably thinking like, oh, maybe they went hiking. There's a bunch of creeks around there. And I want to say the rogue river is really close close to the campgrounds so i don't know maybe she's thinking they went swimming and forgot about dinner but something doesn't sit right with her uh she waited around for about an hour for the family to come back but they didn't return so she called the police and officers arrived at the scene and they searched the area until it got just so dark that they couldn't actually see anything yeah because that campsite sounds like it's set up for somebody who's coming back from the bathroom oh yeah you know yeah it's like like, keys on the table your wallet's mm -hmm. out like your milk is opened or whatever i don't know yeah the only thing missing was their swimsuits and well the people but (laughs) yeah yeah damn all right where'd they go bailey where did they go did they go for a swim in one of these underground cities and get trapped (laughs) atlanteans grabbed them that's oh god don't i'm scared of water that's terrifying (laughs) that's bucket list shit though i want to swim in a flooded town yeah that sounds super cool uh yeah i could Hopefully you wear a GoPro and there. do that, and then I'll watch the footage. Oh, sure. <laughs> Back All on right. track. Back to... And there wasn't a lot of urgency in the case at the beginning because there was no sign of violence. It literally just looked like they went out on a hike and just hadn't come back yet. Or like they went out swimming and didn't come back yet. It There was nothing to make it seem like anything criminal had happened to them. They weren't robbed. Their yeah. keys, wallets, purse were still just sitting there. Like they maybe they were forced out of the campsite but there was no urgency in the beginning of the case because it just looked like they left on their own accord and they just went Hmm. swimming and so like one of the state troopers officer erickson said quote the camp was spooky even the milk was still sitting on the table and then the next morning on september 2nd droopy the dog was found scratching at the door of the copper general store like where they had bought the milk whoa so droopy was just chilling waiting for him to come back yeah or was he just like out and about he probably left the campsite just went Damn. to the general store because that's where people were. That's sad, man. I know. And Dang, poor Droopy. <laughs> that sucks. You can't be serious when you say poor, I mean, poor Droopy. Droopy, man. Like, his whole family got abducted and he's like, where'd they go? With a name like Droopy. I know. Oh. Also, the, the um sucks for Belinda's mom as well. <laughs> but like, Droopy, man. Sheesh. That's his homies. Oh my God. My last case involved a dog too. Uh, highball. The dog who got PTSD from the massacre. Oh. <laughs> Droop, yeah. Droopy's heading in that direction, I guess. Uh, um. Droopy knows what happened to him. <laughs> that's why he. That's why his name is Droopy. Droopy the sad knows. eyes. Droopy knows. He saw some stuff. He saw All something. Right. God, that's so bad. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. they. He was scratching at the door of the general store, which is a, the same store that Richard and David were seen at yesterday or the day before. So now that the dog came back without the owners, it's starting to get a little bit more serious, obviously. I mean, not that it wasn't serious before, but it's been a day and they still haven't heard anything from the family. And then the dog shows up by himself. Mm-hmm. That's, 
that that seems pretty urgent so then over the next five days one of the largest searches in oregon history takes place everyone was out there searching for this family it was state police local police explorer scouts which i'm assuming is like boy scouts but adults so kind of weird explorer uh, scouts <laughs> i don't know just like volunteer rescue people maybe no i don't know because that's also on my list oh <laughs> the u.s forestry service had people out there looking for them even Damn. the national guard and not to mention the hundreds of volunteers that gave their time to helping find hmm. this family and the forest service searched like 25 miles of roads and trails and forest surrounding the campsite the national guard had helicopters and planes flying over the areas with like infrared imaging so they could see the heat spots and try and find this family damn and the hundreds of volunteers were just combing the forest by foot looking for these people yeah those people if they left their truck there they are definitely either abducted or just like dead in a lake or somewhere yeah i'm I mean, at this point, after five days of searching, the only thing that they found was the dog. That's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the the official search party was called off on September 7th, but friends and family, even just like concerned citizens, continued to look for the Cowdens like for weeks after that. Mm. Uh, and authorities were questioning the disappearance. Like maybe the family meant to do this. A lot of people fake their deaths or disappearances. Mm. But the fam- the family really had no reason to do any of that. They weren't in debt. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any enemies that anyone knew of nothing. And it, it obviously wasn't a robbery because Belinda's purse and Richard's wallet were still sitting there. The keys to the truck, they're still sitting there. Yeah. So, like, there's, there's absolutely no evidence of what happened to this family. They just disappeared into thin air. In their bathing suits. In their bathing suits. And it's not even, like... Like you would, if they were going somewhere, they would bring at Where least something for the go? kids because their baby's five months old. You'd, you'd at oh, least bring no. the diaper bag, but the diaper bag was out oh sitting my on God. the table. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. That's not good at all. Dang. Where the hell did they go? Did we find out? Literally my next line. Okay. What do you got? Seven, seven months later on April 12th, 1975, two gold prospectors hiking in the woods near Copper discovered the decomposing body of an adult man tied oh. to a tree stump. Oh, imagine you're out on a oh hike God. with your buddies and you just find a dead body That's tied horrible. to a tree stump <laughs> sounds like an episode of criminal minds <laughs> or like something out of a horror movie Ugh. so obviously the men contact authorities as you should if you find a dead body uh, and while investigating the body on the tree three more bodies are found in a small cave just a short ways away Ugh. which is so okay what was so weird is that the cave with the three bodies was sealed with rocks like a tomb almost and the male body on the tree is obviously identified to be richard cowden um and the bodies inside the cave are belinda david and baby melissa oh my god and autopsies concluded that belinda and david their five-year-old son both died of gunshot wounds um they were both shot in the head with a 22 caliber gun and little five-month-old melissa uh her opt her autopsy concluded that she had died of severe head trauma oh but uh, authorities weren't sure what the murder weapon was in her regard it's not clear if she was hit in the head or dropped maybe but either way a senseless death she's she's literally a baby five months old yeah this is the one one thing i hate about true crime like i love true crime as a genre i love the science and history behind it all but i really fucking hate when kids are involved she, uh, he was five years old and she was literally an infant like that's so sad yeah 
And Richard's autopsy was good. actually inconclusive. We don't we don't know why he died. Why the hell um, did he s- did the person separate him and put him in a tomb? That's so weird. That's we don't know. But my my immediately my thought is maybe Richard killed his family and then killed himself because the bodies were found huh. in two different places and typically in crimes where bodies are like carefully hidden or covered in some way okay. it shows remorse or guilt for the act of killing and i mean uh. this would definitely ring true if he did actually kill them because everyone described him as like this loving husband and father so if he did suddenly snap and kill his family he would definitely cover them or give them some sort of burial in a way which could be represented in like that tomb with like the ceiling of the cave mm-hmm. but detectives searched the area for any sort of weapon because obviously belinda and david were killed with a gun but they couldn't find a weapon anywhere uh, within the vicinity of richard and if he were to kill his family and then kill himself you'd need some sort of weapon to do that like also how would he tie himself to a tree yeah if the weapon disappears from the from the scene and the person mm -hmm. who supposedly shot people is dead like that's not a thing yeah has to be someone else involved unless he just was really good at hiding his gun (laughs) but i don't think so (laughs) i don't think so Uh, i don't think so (laughs) He just sticks it in the tree behind him, but he's he's literally a skeleton when they find him, so it's just like uh. rattling around in his rib cage. <laughs> oh no, that's bad. Okay, <laughs> what the fuck? why would you say that? So that's the timeline, <laughs> the timeline, the authorities eventually work out is that after Richard and David returned from the general store at about nine o'clock that morning, the family went swimming in Carberry Creek, which is right next to the campsite. And it's thought that the family was abducted at gunpoint by someone they didn't know, obviously. And it's thought that since they were found so far away from the campsite that they were driven there after being abducted and forced to walk into the woods. Yeah. And there is a witness. Makes sense to me. Dude, I was picturing Droopy just like running after them, uh, running after the car. Like, no, no. come back! But that's not very funny. That's actually pretty. Come back! I don't like that. I don't like that. Okay. Where was I? Damn. Droopy's a survivor Sheesh. and a thriver. Droopy's a threat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> plot twist. Droopy killed them. His Droopy, tiny, no! His tiny little dog paws picking up the gun. <laughs> Droopy, why? We loved you. <laughs> we gave you a home. We gave you everything. And then they're like, well, he was a rescue. <laughs> No wonder he, he shot he them. He gave me everything, but you took my balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. They named him Droopy after but his balls. But he's like fumbling around because he doesn't have thumbs. <laughs> with the gun. Droopy with the strap. How dare you fucking embarrass me with that cone. <laughs> Millie the poodle was laughing at me through the fence. <laughs> oh, man. That was good improvisation. Gave you everything. That was great. <laughs> but you took my balls. <laughs> Those memes are funny. <laughs> I'm gonna Photoshop a beagle with a fucking gun later. Yo! Yes, yes, do that. Please do that. That sounds so good. Oh, God. I need to see that. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, that's the that's the lighthearted uh, whatever that I needed for yeah. this case because that was messed. Yeah, it was getting dark this there for a while. It really was. Uh, <laughs> Okay, what do we got? Okay, but on September 1st, uh, this this family arriving at the campground witnesses two men and a woman parking nearby in a pickup truck. And this family said that, quote, they acted like they were waiting for us to leave. And frankly, uh, they made us nervous. God. So we moved on. Yo. That's the quote. 
Yeah. No, I mean this could be nothing, or it oh could my be. God. That sounds that, like something. You know, it, it could very well be that, you know, the people that abducted the Cowdens. But suspicious activity and a missing family never go well together. So of course, authorities looked into that as well. And one one of the sheriffs leading the search hypothesized hypothesized hypothesized. <laughs> I think you said it right. I mean, I <laughs> it came out of my mouth weird. Okay. One of the sheriffs leading the search hypothesized that it had to be a local that abducted the family because of the mm. location of the cave. It was up this really steep slope. It was hard to find. You would have you wouldn't have known it was there unless you mm. knew the area really well. It, it would have just been really hard to, hmm. like, stumble across. They were de- they must have planned it, right? The like, family? No, the no, not the family. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go swimming at nine, and then at eleven, we're gonna get held at gunpoint and drove dro- drive to this place, get killed, and put in the cave. <gasps> Sounds fun, mom. <laughs> That's dead. Cut that out. <laughs> what do you guys do- What are you guys doing for Labor Day weekend? Oh, uh, you know, so we're gonna go camping. We're gonna get some milk. Um, we're gonna go swimming. Maybe, maybe held you get held at gunpoint. gunpoint. Yeah. And murder. <laughs> so bad. This is oh, pretty bad, Jesus actually. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> oh, nervous laughter. Um. <laughs> Was that too far? <laughs> <laughs> he asks after he says it all. Yeah. Um. Okay. So <laughs> the craziest part was. <laughs> While the search parties were still out looking, a man from Grants Pass, Oregon, who is one of the volunteers. Um, Shout out Grants Ass. <laughs> Droopy? They should have put Droopy on the case. <laughs> we pulled the microphone up to a fucking beagle. Oh my god, tell me more. What did, he, what did he look like, Droopy? <laughs> Give me a droopy snack. <laughs> Rut row. <laughs> when your whole family gets kidnapped. Rut row. <laughs> Damn. Oh, no. Damn. <clears throat> Moving on. Yeah. So this guy from Grants Pass, he was one of the volunteers. Um, and after the remains of the family were recovered, he told police that he had actually searched that cave during the search party and there was nothing in it. Mm. Which means either the family was Sus. held for a few days before they were, you know, killed and placed there, or they were placed in the cave after they had already been killed, but they had been killed at a separate location. What about the third option that this guy was lying and that he did it? <laughs> Could also be true. But to make sure that this guy just wasn't full of shit, the sheriff actually had him go out to the cave to make sure that mm. they were talking about the same cave. Mm. Uh, and they were. This guy led him to the exact same cave where the bodies were found. Meaning he searched it, mm. and because of the because the location of the cave wasn't something you'd really be able to find without having been there before, they trusted that this guy knew. Yeah, like hey, this is this is the ca- I searched this, and there was nobody here. So how long were the days. how long was the family out and about in you know doing their abduction things? <laughs> Just abduction they, things. <laughs> before they went to the cave, you think? And we what, don't know. What do you think they were doing? Because it was seven months later, so at that point, their bodies had already been decomposed. So it was really hard to determine time of death. Uh. Especially, like, Richard, who was out in the elements. Like, he was basically yeah. just a skeleton left over. Damn. Yeah. And in August of 2020, a former Oregon State Police detective named Richard Davis was interviewed about his involvement in the case. 
he was part of the search party that looked for the Cowden family, as well as part of the team that was there when the remains were called in. He said, hmm. quote, all that was left was a single bullet belonging to a Marlin manufactured rifle. We are looking for anybody that had purchased that weapon that could have fired hmm. that shot. So, hmm. so you remember before how there was almost no evidence to go off of? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. nobody understood why this family was in a cave and or tied to a tree. Now they had this this bullet casing that they found and oh, this, yeah. this gun to go off of because before they knew that she had died. Like her and uh, excuse me, Belinda and David had died because of that twenty two caliber mm-hmm. you know gunshot. But now they had the the manufacturer of the gun. They had everything. Like, Did you say what the guy died of? No, they don't know. Oh. Yeah, because he was basically just a skeleton when they found him. So it's really hard to determine t- like cause of death without any like tissue or anything oh like God. that. Because he was out in the elements for like seven months. I hope he wasn't just left there. That would really suck. That would suck. That would be horrible. Ooh, I didn't think about that. Like your whole family just in the cave. Dead. And and just like watching this all, all happen. Ooh, that's a horrible uh, thought. I don't know. Okay, yeah. I hope that's on. not the way <laughs> yeah. that he went. So the Cowden family murders remain unsolved to this day. There's only ever been one major suspect, mm. a man named Dwayne Lee Little, who is considered um, a suspect in the case, but never actually charged with the family's murders. Sketch. What kind of gun is this? I've never heard of this. A Marlin? It's a Marlin manufactured. Marlin. So it's, it's by the manufacturer Marlin. I don't know. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of it either. Huh. But I am also not a <laughs> firearms expert by any means. Yeah, me either. Um, actually, you did a... You did a a podcast episode on the Remington factory. So what are you talking about? That doesn't exist. <laughs> no, pre- they will. Cause we're going to release it as, as bonus episodes. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun. That's yeah, a good one. Fun. I like that one. That was pretty gnarly. What was I talking about? It was a gnarly case. Uh, you're talking oh, about the, the only, only suspect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got stuff going on tangents. Okay. Nah, tangents are great. Dwayne Lee little was arrested on November 2nd of 1964 after he raped and murdered a teenage girl. But he was only 16 at the time, so he only served 10 days or 10 days, 10 years Yo, because he okay. was a minor. Holy uh, crap. So he was out of jail and seen in Copper over the Labor Day weekend, the, the same Labor Day weekend that the Cowden family went missing. So in, in September of 1974. And then in December of 1974, his girlfriend turned him in for having a gun, and it was by the same manufacturer as the gun that killed the Cowden family. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> when I read that and I was like, and his girlfriend turned him in, I was like, get a girl. <laughs> nice. So he was paroled again in April of 1977, but went right back to jail in 1980 after he sexually assaulted and beat a, pr- a pregnant 23 year old woman in Portland. Her car ah! had broken down and he offered to give her a ride uh, and he sexually assaulted and beat bro. her, but she survived. On, thank God. But he was charged with attempted homicide and sentenced to three consecutive life sentences. This guy's messed. Yeah. I yeah, I think he seems like the type to kill a whole family. <laughs> yes, I believe so. And but he refused to ever talk about any of the murders that he was accused of and or committed. Definitely a piece of shit. That bottom line, that's what it is. But the big kicker is that police actually think that the two men and a woman in in that truck that were reported by that one family at the campsite was actually Little and his parents because the truck that his family owned matched the description given by that family visiting the campgrounds. Oh, that were suspicious of the of the mm-hmm. car that pulled up. It was Ooh. Little and his parents, his yeah. mother and father. Because that like, seems okay. uh, a little too coincidental. Yeah. And of course, 
Little and his parents denied knowing anything about the disappearance of the Cowden family. Hmm. But Floyd Forsberg, who was Dwayne's little, oh my God, Dwayne Little's cellmate, would later go on to claim that Little actually confessed to him that he killed the Cowden family. But Oh, no way. Obviously, we don't know for sure. Yeah, I can't really use that, yeah. I guess. Or can you? I don't know. No, it's probably not. basically hearsay because a lot of, a lot of times in jail, yeah. people will confess to things that they didn't do just to get props, you know? Okay. Huh. So you can never fully trust that, That's but like, weird, uh, I don't know, man. Seems sketchy. Does it does? But obviously, we don't know for sure if his confession to his cellmate was true. All of the articles I read said that he denied any sort of mental health treatment or evaluation, so we can't really be sure that he was even in his right mind. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not trying to justify any of his horrible actions. He was obviously incredibly violent, as we know. But I, I mean, you can't really put judgment on somebody without any hard evidence you know i'm interested about this connection with his parents like what the yeah hell were i they don't doing know at this campsite with him i don't know they denied ever they're like maybe maybe knowing this anything camp- about the the cowdens they're like we're gonna go camping and we're gonna heal our relationship with our son and try to make him a better person and then he's like hey uh i'm gonna yeah, go, go to the chilling. bathroom I'm for go. an hour and then just go takes a truck and ducks these fools jeez oh my i mean it's actually it's actually really sad because Richard Cowden's father actually committed suicide a few months after the bodies oh were God, discovered. That sucks. Uh, because he was so just like overcome with grief. But who would I be? Hope, I hope There's that the an theory entire at the family time, slaughtered. I hope that the theory at the time wasn't that the father did it. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. They, that would they, really suck. If they the f- discounted that theory pretty quickly. Okay, good. Because they searched the area and there was no weapon in sight. So good, it had to good, be somebody good. else. Yeah, I didn't want the father of him to be like, Yeah. Damn. No, but like his son was murdered his daughter-in-law his grandchildren murdered that's heavy shit yeah and i i think the thing that freaks me out the most about this case is just the fact that they were there one minute and then they weren't Mm -hmm. like there's something so eerie about the campsite being untouched you know the dog showing Mm -hmm. up without the owners the fact that you know the the bodies were hidden away in a in a cave or Mm -hmm. probably well basically a tomb Dude, if the if the dad wasn't if the dad was inside, they probably would have not found him for so long. Yeah. You know? Cuz if it's ca- if it's like uh Well, like that's another question too. I'm like why is Richard tied to a tree when the rest of his family was shot and put in a cave? And yeah. like why Yeah. Do we have any theories about how Richard died? Was he shot too or did he have yeah. to like just suffer be through out in the elements and like starve to death basically suffer through watching his whole family get mm-hmm. murdered and caved in oh well, i was like, thinking is there enough space in the cave you know maybe it only it didn't can say hold that, that many it was people. like they were crammed in there it just caves. said that the bodies were placed in there i don't think it was a yeah. small cave by any means obviously if you can fit well we don't know a grown woman i guess it could be a small cave yeah. but it, they were shot in the cave so that makes me think that it was a large cave um yeah, I don't know. Damn. And just the fact that not knowing how it's Richard so died is really eerie. And I know his body was exposed to the elements for seven months, so he's basically a skeleton. I'm not saying that the medical examiner didn't do their job, but this whole ca- this whole case is just so frustrating. Like, we basically know nothing. Yeah. But anyways, that's my case for this week. And I'll leave you with all those questions to ponder. Usually, I hate unsolved cases because I don't like loose ends. I like to know what happens in the end. But this case was just... But that suspect, though. It was so interesting. Oh, yeah, for That's sure. a solid but, lead, I, I mean, he say. died in prison, so it's like... Yeah. He's serving three life sentences, so what are you going to do? Yeah. But yeah. 
man i was i'm glad i was watching tiktoks on the toilet yesterday and found this <laughs> that's great yeah that's a good one that's a good one yeah Where is it's that? freaky what that's in southern oregon yeah like a few wow. miles north of the california oregon border you just put a accent on that north right there i heard that north okay <laughs> i didn't mean to <laughs> all right my turn my turn <clears throat> so <clears throat> i wish that i would have went first because <laughs> well actually i don't because i don't good like that your case is last because uh it's not as heavy what? well okay maybe it's still heavy is that better because we've got that bomb uh good news story oh yeah that's true but your case doesn't okay. involve um murdering children so true true yeah no, nothing <laughs> i was gonna bring down the house you know no children just a young no actor. children were harmed in the yeah. oh, so i wish i went first because uh what were we talking about like uh celebrity crushes mm -hmm. yeah and i was like dang i had the perfect lead in because like i'm talking about james dean today Woo! and he is the ultimate celebrity crush yeah, that man was easy on the eyes I'll very say that. very so the story is that his car his very fast sports car is haunted and somewhat alive maybe cursed maybe cursed yeah yeah what's that movie <laughs> haven't seen it but i know there's a movie about a car that's cursed, that's cursed that wants to kill people and it's not herbie the love bug <laughs> definitely not okay and also bailey wrote this case thank you so much bailey you're awesome well, i wrote the facts i didn't write the jokes <clears throat> i didn't write the jokes so who wrote the jokes <laughs> It was the little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can come up with on the spot. Okay. Yeah, let's get into it. James Dean was an American actor in the 1950s. You probably heard of him. He is like the classic angsty teenager actor. And yeah, he was super like young when he started out. And he was, mm. Yes. And he was about to just skyrocket into fame. Like he was so famous already. And he was on the up and up. But he sadly died super young, like yeah. 24. Let's go into his early life type of stuff. Was who born, was James Dean? Who was James Dean? <laughs> That's a good name, though. That is a, a good really name. good name. That's a movie star name. If you have For a name sure. like James Dean, or like it's usually like the the one syllable first name and last name, so you're like James Dean, like they're both one syllable. It always sounds so movie star. I don't know yeah. why. Something about Benjamin Hampton doesn't really seem doesn't <laughs> really scream. Too many syllables. Movie it's star. like Benedict Cucumber Patch, like <laughs> Band Aid Cucumber, Cucumber Patch. Patch. Benedict Cumberpatch, right? That's too many syllables. You gotta I think change I said it, that, right? What? I think I said that right. Band-aid Cucumberpatch. It's fun to say that though. <laughs> yeah, I love all those variations. <laughs> he was born February eighth. What sign does that make him, Bailey? Quick. I don't know. Okay. I don't believe Nin in astrology unless it says good things about Gemini's. So that's all I gotta say. <laughs> he was born in nineteen thirty-one <laughs> in Marion, Indiana, to Winton. Winton <laughs> yeah. and Mildred Dean. That's what I said, too. I was like, oh, Winston. And then I went back and I was like, no, Winton. <laughs> Winton. All right. Uh, the family had moved to Los Angeles when James was five. But after the tragic passing of his mother, he was sent back to Indiana to be raised by his aunt and uncle on their farm. Sounds up pretty awesome. Well, except, <laughs> except, for the, the except for the passing. tragic passing of the mother. <laughs> Forgot about that. Oh, that sounds pretty awesome. Like, dang, I want to go to a farm. Oh. <laughs> what's all the, what's That's that what classic, it takes? What's that classic line? You Oh, let me see. Little, little spot the puppy just, you know, went to a farm when I see <laughs> that. Mommy just went to a farm. That's messed. That's messed. Oh, don't add that. But he came back to LA for college when he began acting. And he appeared in some small like theater and film productions and also commercials actually. He had the occasional TV appearance. Um, but he's still pretty small right here. And he worked as a busboy before getting his big break, which was a small role in the bar in the Broadway production See the Jaguar. 
which I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything about that. But Is sounds kind of cool, think? I guess. I don't know. I'm okay. imagining cats, but jungle themed. Let's get into it. He's a young guy. He's making some money. What do young guys with money want? Cars. Fast car. Uh, fast car. Gotta go fast. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I live with a couple of them. I'm Friends with, with like with five one of them. them. Yeah. Uh, Almost not with one of them if he keeps buying cars. <laughs> uh, nothing wrong with Take cars. Take me out to dinner, Jacob. Cars are cool. Wish I had no, a car. He I buys, got a bike. He buys cars that break down all the time and then has to pay more money to fix them. Nah. Well, I guess his truck did. He literally just bought it, and then, like, the first time he took it out, broke down, and his dad had to drive and go get him. <laughs> yeah, that's why I got a bike. <laughs> it's a fast bike, though. It's I got a sports I'm, bike. Hey, hey, it's not because sports I'm bike. poor, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I chose this life. I just, life I just like to me. exercise. Yeah, yeah. No, it's nice, actually. <laughs> In um, the rain, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and not be able to transport anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, you can get a basket. Billy, can I get a ride to Costco? <laughs> Actually, though, can I? Yeah. Okay. I already told you I'm going this weekend. All right, listen, listen. James How Dean's car. microphone cover have a nipple? <laughs> Anyways, That's sorry. just the way they made it. Okay. I'm going to... Okay. James Dean's car was a Porsche 550 Spider. This is the car. This is the haunted, cursed car. I don't know if it starts out haunted. I don't think he, like, does anything that would make it haunted. He didn't, like, do some voodoo on it or no, something. No, I don't think so. I think it's just... No, it's just he, a fast car that he put plaid seats. A lot in of it. people feel that's uneasy why about. it's haunted. He put <laughs> plaid <laughs> seats in it. Did he really put plaid seats? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he put custom plaid Sheesh. seats into that vehicle. Okay, that's weird. That's why it killed him. <laughs> he called this car the little bastard. Cool name. <laughs> yeah. Cool name. That's what my mom calls me. The fast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> she's gonna, affectionately she's gonna listen, i hope <laughs> yeah she's gonna listen to this and be like bailey ann <laughs> that's your I middle name call you that yeah that's funny <laughs> bailey ann yeah when i was little they used to put my hair in pigtails and you know like how when you're a toddler your hair like sticks straight up in pigtails you know because no. they have short hair like babies have short hair you know oh, and so yeah, when you yeah. put them in pigtails they like stick straight up and that's my so parents funny. used to call me uh bailey and the alien and they were my <laughs> antennas <laughs> oh that's pretty awesome that's cute here we go Dean loved this car, but everyone else is like, eh, I don't know. I don't know about this, dude. Like, you're a young guy. You want I, I understand you want to go fast, but like something doesn't feel right. A days after he got this car, a friend of his, a British actor named Alec Guinness, cool name. And Alec is Do you know who he was? No. He's Obi Wan Kenobi in the original Star Wars. Alec oh, Guinness. Oh really? Yeah. No way. Oh right. Old old Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Yeah. That's this guy. That's dope. So Obi-Wan Kenobi, I mean, Alec Guinness, <laughs> uh, he said he, something doesn't feel right with the car. He wasn't really known to be superstitious, but he just really felt so, like something was not right with this car. I'm not superstitious. I would say I'm a little I'm a little stitious. <laughs> That's a good quote. Um, oh, here's a quote. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Funny. Yeah, this is from his unpublished diary. The sports car looked sinister to me, exhausted, hungry. Feeling This is a crazy quote. Feeling a little in, ill-tempered in spite of Dean's kindness. I heard myself saying in a voice I could hardly recognize as my own, please never get in it. If you get in that car, you'll be found dead by this time next week. <laughs> Bro, That's this man used a force. Omni, this ominous. Omnius. Oh, I remember that. Omnius Prime. That was ominous. from a long time ago. That's from like the gay pirate episode. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I thought that was from pre relaunch I can't pre -relaunch. say the word ominous. Omnius Prime. That's really. Dude, can that's I just really read this quote again? Though. This is a crazy yeah, quote. Yeah. 
The sports car looks sinister to me, exhausted, hungry, feeling a little ill-tempered in spite of Dean's kindness. I heard myself saying in a voice I could hardly recognize my own, please never get in it. If you get in that car, you'll be found dead in it by this time next week. Don't get in that car. It's cursed. Do not get in that. Don't drive this car. If you feel that about an inanimate object, Seriously. back away slowly. Seriously. And Dean's like, that's ridiculous. I'm going to drive my car. Like, this is a nice car. Pay a lot of money for this. Well, yeah. <laughs> Why would I, I, mean... I? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? If somebody said that to me, I'd be like, okay, get out of my in Subaru. Your, in, your, <laughs> in your Subaru. They're like, uh, demonic energy from the Subaru. I'm not, I don't hey. like this vibe. <laughs> my SUV. <laughs> the car that like doesn't start when it's really cold out <laughs> uh, hey don't talk about sheila like that okay but his prediction for a week later that he's gonna die in this car dean drove little bastard for the last time a week later yeah i mean that's pretty crazy like he was legit he was right dean signed up to a race in a, in his new car in salinas california uh he was originally going to trailer it there but he decided he would just familiarize himself with the car and drive there himself which makes sense i mean that's probably smart to put some miles on it before you yeah in a race yeah get ready new. before you race it yeah. his friend drives the, the trailer for the car separately and he just like follows dean so dean and rolf with with i don't i don't know gotta get that umlaut in there with the rich it's a german name that's dean why and rolf like with the rich his friend was also a Porsche mechanic, and they leave a coffee shop in L.A. at 1.15 p.m. on September 30th. At 3.30 p.m., Dean is issued a ticket by a highway patrolman because obviously, he, you know, you're driving a sports car. You're, you're driving gonna, a Porsche. You're going to go, go above the speed yeah. limit, obviously. We're going 65 in a 55, which he's probably going way faster. I mean. But did they have speedometers back then? Or yeah, like, probably. you know, the, the like speed guns? <laughs> oh, I don't know about that, but. Uh, yeah, how did they know. hand out tickets yeah, before those things second. were invented? Wait a second. <laughs> I got to Google that. Hold on. Definitely. Do you want me to wait? Play some elevator music. Bailey's looking up. What? 1954. This thing had been out for less than a year. When Dean what? got the ticket. The radar gun no was way. invented in 1954. Dean got a ticket in 1955. They got him. I would have been pissed. The guy who dri was driving the trailer behind him. Like, following Dean, also got a ticket for going 20 over. <laughs> the guy driving the trailer, I can just imagine him being like, Jesus, like, Dean, slow <laughs> the down. The whole car's, like, Bro, rattling. He's chill. Like, <laughs> He's like, Yo, I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry, officer. Like, he was going so fast, and I'm supposed to keep up. He has the map. I don't know how to get there. <laughs> GPS hasn't been invented yet. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so they, they stop to grab lunch, and they hop back on the highway after, you know, after getting a ticket. Dean now collides with a Ford coupe headed in the opposite direction, like head on, head on type of type of collision. Pretty bad. This Ford coupe is driven by a 23 year old college student named, and I can't make this shit up, Donald Turnipseed. <laughs> wow. Is it a turnip truck? Wait, no, I Googled what a Ford coupe looks no, it's like. A it's Ford an coupe. actual car. It's not Never a mind. truck. <laughs> what? Turnip seed? You thought it. Apple seed was already taken by Johnny, I guess. Turnip seed. Jesus. <laughs> okay, Dean and Turnip seed were headed in opposite directions on the highway. Turnip seed's car made a left turn and drilled. Drilled? And drifted <laughs> a little. Turnip seed drilled. Turnip Dean. seed drilled Dean. <laughs> Damn. This man is dead. That's hot. It's okay. It was over 50 years ago. It's fine to joke about it now. 
I don't make the rules. I just play by them. <laughs> okay. Turnip seed. He drifted over. Turnip seed, dude. Turnip seed. So turnip seed wants to go, wants to take a left. And he kind of goes over the center line a little bit. Uh, and so James is like, oh, God, I'm going to scurve out of the way. But he's going 85 miles per hour. So he can't really avoid that. He hits him head on. They slide 39 feet down the highway. Jesus. Intense. First of all, Very your name's Turnip Seed, so life's already hard. And then you, <laughs> you kill America's heartthrob. Well, I think it's equal blame. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say you <laughs> killed like, well, America's because heartthrob. Because Dean died, and it's this guy murder. just walked away with no injuries. I think that's due to the car. Life's like, going to be hard for you, Turnip Seed. This is a sports car that's <laughs> probably not designed for safety. Remember, Dean's in this car with his friend, Rolf, last name Wutherick. Uh <laughs> So Rolf, the hills are alive with the sound of swerving. The sound of swerving. <laughs> Where did that come from? His name is Rolf, and that's oh like you goodness. are sixteen, that's going on nothing because. <laughs> <laughs> Rolf was thrown from the car. <laughs> we can't okay. make jokes. We can't because the next line Seriously. is always they die. He was thrown from the car. <laughs> it's Mike oh Pepperoni all over again. This is terrible. And no, he survives. He survives. He was he hits the ground outside of the car because they just hit another car at eighty five miles per hour. So he's no longer in the car. Uh, <laughs> Rolf has exited yeah, Rolf the vehicle. Has exited the vehicle. <laughs> and James Dean exited existence. <laughs> yeah. He is stuck. His foot is like stuck in between the gas and the brake. And he is just yeah so they got him to a hospital but he was pronounced dead at the scene when they got him to the hospital they were like okay this guy definitely died okay. during the crash can you stop saying that james dean is dead yeah well i wanted to say it just right said he died several times <laughs> just in different ways had to re-say it yeah while james dean is dead rest in peace james dean r.i.p tragic james. seriously uh still haven't seen his movies he's probably a great actor but the guy who he ran into, Love or Wikipedia, who ran into him, donate. however you want to, <laughs> you will never donate to James Dean. Um, the guy he ran into, or ran into him, however you want to say it, turnip seed, he walked away with not a scratch. Well, he had a scratch on his nose, but he walked away completely fine. Probably mentally scarred, but physically fine. <laughs> he's like, damn, I really just killed James Dean. <laughs> Emotionally, Shit. he's not doing so hot, but no, probably not. physically, he can walk. Okay, so the little bastard, that's his car, not a turnip seed, it's is obviously a mangled wreck now. Oh. Just completely <laughs> destroyed. Seriously. <laughs> Actually, not completely destroyed because the guy who originally customized it for James Dean, George Barris, he buys the car for $2,500. That's pretty cheap, but also, I mean, this car is completely destroyed. It's wrecked. Yeah. It's, it's, just, yeah, it's a mangled piece of metal at this point. Yeah, totaled, I would say. Like some cars, yeah, you can be yeah, like. I think that's totaled. Some cars are like technically like totaled. No this one end. is t actually <laughs> totaled. Yeah, Bailey wrote in here, presumably to sell tickets for people to come see it, like a sad circus attraction. That sucks. That's yeah. that is sad. That's really sad. But as it's being transported back to his shop, it slides off the trailer. I don't know why I said Bailey wrote this because Bailey wrote all of this. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I yeah. yeah. Okay, so he's transporting <laughs> it back to his shop. It slides off the trailer and crushes the leg of one of his mechanics. And this is just the beginning of the sinister story behind the little bastard. Have you ever seen Rubber? 
No. So the horror movie about the tire that goes around killing people. The tire? And, Just a tire? Yeah. It's about a tire that goes around killing people. And every time what? I was reading articles uh, that would say stuff like the sinister vehicle or the vengeful, the vengeful automobile, that's all I could think about. <laughs> like a murderous Herbie. <laughs> you oh remember that gosh. movie too? Yeah, like I brought Lindsay that up earlier. Lohan. It's the pinnacle of cinema. Oh, that but is such a good movie. We should Are stop personifying movies? car parts in movies. How is it just a tire that killed him? I don't know. It like Sounds rolled like over people and movie. stuff like that. <laughs> That's all I could think about when they were like personifying this car and all the articles, like yeah. giving it human characteristics and yeah. traits. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> I was just imagining That's the little weird. bastard killing people like tire in the movie rubber. Cars don't have thumbs. They can't hold a twenty-two. <laughs> what what would the car say i gave you everything but you took my exhaust james dean but i gave you everything but you also gave me plat seats, <laughs> plat seats. and for that you must die for that you must die that's a good theory actually i like that theory bailey i would say that's uh because james dean committed a fashion crime yeah. against this vehicle yeah yeah it only makes sense. The it's the only explanation. George Barris wants to make some money off this car and sells the engine and the drivetrain to two people. I don't even know what a drivetrain is. <laughs> I, I know what an engine is. is don't know what a drivetrain is. Uh, <laughs> Troy McHenry and William Eskrid. There are they are racers just like James Dean was, mm-hmm. and they end up adding these parts to their own cars. They race against each other, and it goes pretty bad. So McHenry loses control. I think he's the one with the drivetrain in his car. He lo- Nope. The engine. The engine. And he loses control and slams into a tree, and he dies instantly. <laughs> and then the nice. other guy, he's still driving. His wheels lock up for no reason. So I, I don't know how drivetrains work, like I said. But apparently no one can explain why they locked up, and they just did. And his car flips and rolls, and he gets seriously injured but doesn't die. Well, okay, my question is... <clears throat> Mr. Car Expert over here. <laughs> Does a drivetrain actually have anything to do with the wheels? <laughs> I don't know. I, I so can't like, answer that. Maybe this guy just bought bad wheels and or it was the haunted car part. We, I don't know. Drivetrain. I'm trying to even think of drivetrain. where that would it's be. It's a tiny train. Like when you open up <laughs> the hood, it's just one of those little like electronic train tracks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> That's power, what it looks like to me powerful, when I open up the tr- open up the hood because i don't know what any of that stuff does <laughs> that's Same. the inside of my Same. brain when i'm tired <laughs> it's a little train track that's great <laughs> now i don't know if i believe this car is haunted but there's something going on something what do you believe it is then i don't know well okay keep going but there's i mean there's more horrible stuff that it does see now i'm saying it like it does things but yeah, I mean, I guess I everyone know. who's ever touched this car has died and or been seriously <laughs> injured, but I don't believe in curses. It's a lot <laughs> of coincidences, and that's what I think it is. It's, oh but my God. it's okay. a lot of coincidences, and I will say that. Um, you don't even believe. You shouldn't even be reading this story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's cool, though. It's awesome. I mean, not it sucks. <laughs> it's cool. Whatever. George Barris, he sells... Uh, two of the tires as well. Two of Little Bastard's tires. The guy who bought the tires definitely gets ripped off, though, because shortly after purchasing them, they explode simultaneously <laughs> and cause him to run off the road. <laughs> what are the chances of both of like, your tires put... exploding at the same time? I, I don't know. Probably none. That seems like That's probably not. That's a very not. slim chance. 
Unless he was doing something How crazy. How did the tires survive the crash? Did mm. they not pop? Or burn? Or burn? I don't know. They're like melted and they're like basically <laughs> flat on one side. So he's like, like yo, I got James Dean's tires. Oh my God. After this, Barris is like, maybe I should stop selling cursed car parts. Maybe, <laughs> you know, like maybe I shouldn't let my customers. Yeah, I, I guess it'd be a smart business decision <laughs> to, you know, stop killing the yeah. people that buy my stuff. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and he realizes something's up with the with the car and he hides the wreckage so that it can't be used or stolen or whatever. But the California yeah. Highway Patrol is like, hey, we want that to have for like a safety exhibit. And he's <laughs> like, all right, okay, fine. In my head, I'm just picturing. Did you ever have those people come to your high school with the like two fucked up cars on the back of the trailer? And they're like, these people were texting and driving. And now look at how they ended up. This could be you if you keep texting and driving. Did your school ever like psychologically I didn't, no, that traumatize that crazy, you like though. that? That sounds crazy. Just I've never me. heard of that. I'm, it's insane though. They've been doing that shit since like the 1950s though. I've never heard of that. That sounds <laughs> like they do that in Washington. <laughs> oh, they did at this school at George Fox. They did a um, what a simulated dorm burning. Oh my god! What? <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> no. On the on the quad, they had a they rolled up a trailer with a mock dorm. Oh, with the fire department. Yep. Yeah. 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 The fire department came that and they was like crazy, lit stuff on man. fire, like obviously contained. So it they're like, look, like this is a messy and... room and this is a clean room. Look, the clean room, they don't burn alive as fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, like, fuck off. All right, I'll clean my room and die slower. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> Sounds real. like a good deal. For real. Ugh. So funny. Oh, my God. Yeah, that Jesus. just brought back memories. <laughs> I've never seen that the cars on the trailer, though. That's crazy. Yeah, they'd either be like, this is what happens when you drink and drive, or this Look, is what happens when you text in a and car. drive. Yeah, and then it's they'd be like, horrible. Sally Johnson was driving the car on the left. Bob something or other was driving the car on the Damn, right. Bro. Sally couldn't take her eyes off her phone, and she killed them both. And you're like, damn. You're just, all of you guys are just in the gym, silent, like, <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, jeez, okay. <laughs> and then you get in your car to drive home, and you're texting and driving. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, it's high school. Like, oh, I'm going to switch this song. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, my God, I love this song. Let me turn it up. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> Uh, but dead. <laughs> damn that's my favorite that's my fa- i need to get that as a sound bite that's great but uh, dead. <laughs> i love it so remember the california highway patrol still has the car mm-hmm. and the exhibit that they have it in actually burns down a whole lot of sketchy stuff so racking up right here yeah and then it actually goes to high school so that relates like they use it in an exhibit kind of like what you're talking about oh shoot we thought no bad stuff was gonna happen <laughs> to kids here Oh, I uh, forgot about this. That's not good. So Warning, they set it up at the school. violence towards children. Yeah, in both case. of these cases. They, when they set it up at the school, it falls off and breaks a kid's hip. <laughs> like, They got to be making bank, though, from that school district. Be like, <laughs> you broke my hip. You broke my hip with, uh, with James Dean's car. Give me money. Or do you think it's a situation That'd where it's tight. like, oh, my God, James Dean was in that car? How I'm never h- washing this hip again. <laughs> I'm never washing this this cast. This broken hip cast. It smells so bad. Ugh. How does it fall off a stand, though? It's haunted. That's how. The, the ghosts pushed it. Like, wh- the ghosts who is of handling cars this passed. car so badly? I'm imagining a see-through Lightning McQueen. <laughs> Ka-chow. <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, it breaks a kid's hip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that kid. 
Oh, yeah, that kid. So, as the car is being taken back to Barris, because it's run its course as a safety exhibit, <laughs> world's most dangerous car being part of a safety exhibit. Just great. Awesome. Irony is not lost on us. <laughs> but, as it's being transported back on a flatbed truck by a driver named George Barcuius. Barquise. <laughs> Barquise. Barquise. Oh, that's so sad. Nah. I just read the next line. He was crushed to death <laughs> by the little bastard after it fell on him. Oh, man, I love it when you do that, but it also, damn. So, yeah, it gets flung from the truck in an accidental crash, and it falls on him, and he dies. We gotta... Oh, he gets flung from the truck. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, they both kind of get flung, but one ends up below the other, and it's not the right combination. <laughs> he lands in the car and keeps, keeps dri- <laughs> he just drives off in James Dean's car. So, uh, that's, that's pretty bad. There's also some minor stuff that happens with this car. And keeps happening until 1960, when the truck that was carrying what was left of this wreckage mysteriously vanished. Or so the story goes. A lot of people <laughs> think that the little bastard would hi- was hidden away by Barris so people wouldn't get injured. But we don't know for sure. Seems like the responsible thing to do. After the quite car a while. That, the car that killed uh, took uh, your enough. friend that you customized, you bought it back so you could sell tickets for people to come look at it, like a sad sideshow attraction. Um, and then you sold a bunch of the other parts to make more money off of your friend's yeah, death, the basically. Car out, and then, and then, then those people die? Yeah. Damn. So it kind of took you too so long. So then I guess maybe you should hide it. kind of did the right sense. thing, but it took you way too long. <laughs> and yeah, we just, we don't know where it is. We really don't. But we have a lead. In 2016, a man in Washington state came forward and said that as a child, his father would take him to job sites where he worked as a carpenter. And at one of these job sites, he saw two men tell his father that they wanted a wrecked sports car hidden away behind the wall of a building. And he says that he saw a wrecked sports car that could have been the little bastard. That's crazy. This was Mm -hmm. back in 1974. So like 10 or 14 years after it mysteriously vanishes. Mm -hmm. Um, And the guy was six years old, 60 years. (laughs) <laughs> as a child this guy was 60 years old no the guy's six They're years still old in diapers either way but i'm kidding <laughs> that was a bad joke <laughs> damn <laughs> diapers either way at 60 <laughs> we actually have reason to believe that this guy was telling the truth though after he came forward with the story he passed a lie detector test that was conducted by the volo auto museum in illinois and this museum still has a million dollar bounty out for the wrecked remains of the little bastard and they so they did a lie detector test and this guy's telling yeah. the truth I mean, lie detector tests aren't always accurate, but... I mean, it's just more evidence, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. This guy doesn't remember any of the exact details or anything, though, so we're still we're still left with just a spooky story yeah, about the little bastard. I mean, if you're a kid bastard. when you saw that, and now you're... That was back in 1974, and you were a kid then. Mm-hmm. You're probably pretty old now. I can't remember anything True. from when I was six, so... I remember I bits and pieces, but I can't be like, oh, like I was a, six at this yeah. time. I can just yeah. like, remember things. But anyway, for now, the little bastard remains only as a legend and a spooky story to tell your kids. That's crazy, though, that this thing and just high disappears. high schoolers who want to drunkenly drive. <laughs> while texting. Yeah. Drunkenly drive while texting. James Dean didn't do that. He didn't drunkenly drive. He, he was texting, just went though, super fast. In 1955. <laughs> texting in 1955. <laughs> yeah. No. No. That's crazy. No. The thing is, too, like, James Dean was so incredibly famous, and he's literally yeah. only ever made three movies. He was 24. In, yeah, he That's only ever insane. made three movies, and they were all shot within a year. Mm. And then he died. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's why I want to go out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, little bastard. Please don't come for me. 
it like it's robert it's the doll's little headlight pull perks up, up a, behind the... behind a wall somewhere in washington like she said what <laughs> robert the doll's gonna pull up in the sports car do not talk to me about robert the doll especially after you said you saw you saw shadow people i don't like it that's not i don't want to talk about robert anymore he scares me ever since we talked about that <laughs> things have been happening you said you said that you keep seeing shadows i didn't say since that but it is since that <laughs> <laughs> your face. okay anyway okay i think it's time for some good news <laughs> I got, we got think so too it was kind of a roller coaster there oh my god wild, okay. wild ride in james dean's car it was just like family murder haunted car it's just been up here we need to bring it down a couple levels mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's talk about hedgehog village helping the homeless oh hedgehog village would be good too <laughs> but we already used that one yeah that was a so, good one for those of you that don't know, uh, since this podcast is so, for lack of better term, heavy at times Murdery. with the child murder and the massacre in the yeah at times we we like to end on a high note. Is abductatory? So, abductatory is that a word? Abductatory. Abductatory. Abductish. Sorry, I just totally sidetracked you. I don't know. Anyways, so I found an article for our good news segment. This this episode called how one interior designer is helping the homeless with her one percent project um it's by the good news network uh, and written by andy corbley so it goes Nonprofits need profits and one portland interior designer has found a subtle effective way to fund projects while looking to alleviate the oregon homeless epidemic which first i picked this one hmm. because i'm a graphic designer and I, I work closely with a lot of interior designers and they're mm-hmm. really awesome people i have yeah. mad respect for what they do um but then also it's a portland case and my case this week was from oregon Sweet. and also i think it's i think it's good to talk about the homeless epidemic especially in oregon if you're from oregon or from portland you know that we have a very high homeless population especially uh in portland the city so hmm. uh i'll keep reading it says a shorthand equivalent of when grocery stores ask shoppers to round up and give the surplus to charity. She's adding a 1% line item on every client invoice as a way of generating money for nonprofits and other interior designers in the state have been joining her, which is super cool. That's really cool. And she, she says herself, she's like, when you're working with people who can afford an interior designer, that might not be a lot of money to them, but this has really fostered a lot of enthusiasm and people are excited that they can be a part of it. Which is really cool because when you think about it, nice. like yeah. interior design is not for the homeless people who yeah. have no interior. If you can yeah. afford to pay an interior designer, you can afford to pay that extra one percent to help Definitely. out somebody who doesn't have a home to decorate. You know? Yeah. That's not a dig at interior designers. It's what you guys stuff, do yeah. is very important, and uh, I appreciate it. Of course, you guys. Yeah. You guys, you know, it's not only you know decorating. It's it's making spaces sustainable. It's making spaces function properly like function better so i no dig to interior designers here love what you guys Mm -hmm. do but this i think is really awesome and it says launched in 2019 the one percent project is now generating revenue for nine portland and oregon state organizations that work to alleviate homelessness including community warehouse a sort of salvation army that allows people transitioning out of homelessness to shop for free which is so cool and by and as of right now they've donated one hundred and fifty thousand dollars which has helped buy mm. Community Warehouse a new van to make deliveries, which is super cool. They like deliver nice. groceries and all sorts of like clothing items and things like that. That is good stuff. I know. And 
Jessica Helgerson says of her business, it was important that it not just be interior design, but that it be all aspects of the home world. Real estate agents, architects, plumbing, contractors, supply places. It's a very broad world. Like she brings these people together. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, like awesome. these are the all of the all of the things listed are groups that are now doing this one one percent line item to donate to homelessness. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Causes that benefit those. Good stuff. But yeah, it's called the 1% Project. If you're interested, you guys can Google it more. I just think that's really awesome what she's doing. Anyways, I hope yeah. that I hope that ends it Seriously. on a, a high note for you guys. <laughs> Sorry about all the murder. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love it. That's a good story. I like it. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, that's... Yeah, let's end on a high note there. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back up. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. I always say, so... I go, but, or, and, or like, but anyways, I always say, but anyways, it's always yeah. but something for me, Yeah. but something, but, <laughs> nice, that was a good one, all right, keep it going, had some power behind it, droopy with the strap, how dare you fucking embarrass me with that cone, <laughs> 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 Millie the poodle was laughing at me through the fence, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> That was good improvisation. Gave you everything. That was great. <laughs> but you took my balls. <laughs> Those memes are funny. <laughs> I'm gonna Photoshop a beagle with a fucking gun later. Yo! Yes, yes, do that. Please do that. That sounds so good. Oh, God. I need to see that. <clears throat> so, hypothesized. 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 I think you said it right. I mean, I don't <laughs> it came out of my mouth weird. Okay. Milk. Um, We're gonna go swimming. Maybe, maybe held you get hostage held at gunpoint. Gun yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> oh my god! Tell me more. Ooh, what ow. did he? What did he look like, Droopy? <laughs> it's only a scratch on his nose. On his nose. Ah, fuck turnipsy. <laughs> what? <laughs> he killed America's yeah. heartthrob. Uh, okay.